for action. Hello everyone, welcome once again to the wonderful world of an apotheosis of a bombast. This is episode number 76. I'm Elton Mamanis and join me as always is Scott Copperman over in America. Uh, this week I know I've got uh, a story about robots, a story about a man and a story about an iPhone and various other things. But first let's have a chat with Scott. Hello Scott. Hi. Did you like my little introduction, which was a bit cheesy? No, it was fine. And I can't seem to break out of it. I was thinking of going with the stage fright stricken. Hi. Uh, yeah, awkward. Uh, <laughs> can't get anything out of him, kind of uh, co host, but I'll play along. So, uh, you know, things are, are going nice and smooth over there on your side of the Atlantic. Uh, yes, we've. I've had lots of. I've got tons to talk about already. Um, uh, let me hit you with one already. I, right. I put this on Twitter when it happened. My kids went to a swimming party, and there was a situation in the swimming pool. Now I've heard about this happening before, but there was a log situation in the swimming pool. I see. And all the kids were evacuated, stood round while this man walked out with this big white net and scooped up this tiny little thing bobbing on the surface of the, the water. Did everyone know who the source was? No, not really? yet. Really? Oh, no, no, no one's fessed up yet. But he walked away. Literally ten minutes later, everyone was pulled out of the pool again. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> there was a piece on the inflatable. It was a kid's birthday party an eight-year-old kid's birthday party and yeah it happened again and so he got his little pole out with his net prodded it a little bit scooped it up and walked off that t- that tends to be his job <laughs> which is not a bad job i suppose but oh yeah and all the mums and dads you can see have got oh, i don't want to go back in there now yeah there's been poo flowing around twice <laughs> I think the twice part might be unprecedented. I've I've heard the stories of one, but I, I've never heard of twice within a ten minute span. Oh, mm. I'm glad. See, when I ever there's like a a swimming party, I never go swimming anyway. I'm not a great swimmer. I can. If someone threw a a, a rubber ring in to save my life, I could probably swim to it. <laughs> And then wave my arms around in the air. <clears throat> but that's it. Yeah, I haven't been to a, a swimming party where I actually went in <coughs> with the kids in quite a while. It's usually, at this point, the kids go in and the parents all stay off to the side. General public are mucky, though, aren't they? Yeah. Verrucas and peeing in the swimming pool and peeing in the showers and. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, well, if, if that's the worst that you have going on, then, you know, things are going pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think that is the worst. There's a couple other things that have gone, let's say, yeah, tits up, shall I say. Um, well, have, have you got anything first before I, I 
you know, break everyone's will, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> no, everything's and, been calm and quiet over here. I'm happy to just sit back, feet up, kick back, and listen to your, your tales of woe and misery and adventures on the high seas. Okay, cool. Right, <laughs> here we go. Prepare yourself. Um, have you ever... Uh, ever? Have you ever heard of a Sony Gigajuke? No. It's a stereo system. It's one of these multi-room stereo systems. Okay. Where you can have uh, a master system in one room and then the slave systems all over the house. Now, I, uh, my dad bought one of these six months ago. It's about £800 worth of kit. It's a nice bit of kit, but it's such a pain in the ass to set up. I tried to set it up for him. I got it working to a, a certain standard and everything was fine then. And then all of a sudden he decided, nope, don't like it, you can have it. I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll take that home. Set it all up, got it working to a certain standard again. And oh, it's just a pain in the ass. I've got it behind me now. And just the, the actual software they use on it is just so sluggish and slow and just typical Sony. You know, if you... You turn a um, a computer on if you've got Windows. You know what it's going to do, don't you? Yeah. If you turn a Mac on, you pretty much know what it's going to do. If you turn a normal stereo on, you know what it does. You've got an on button, you've got a CD tray, you've got the radio. It all works fine. There's no real system management there, really. It's just a case of switch- switching in between the, the three or four things that you have on there. Yeah. On this thing, Sony have built in... A, a software package and so you have a nice display which is sluggish the the swap swapping between the it's got a hard disk drive on there it's got 160 gig hard drive on there and so you can load up all your cds burn them to that disk drive and then rip, rip them out and then never need to see uh, cd again pretty much like itunes mm-hmm. but not as good and it's just so sluggish and slow and horrible to navigate it's it's not you have an arrow and it scrolls down. The arrow takes you to a different part of the menu. And it's just so badly done. It's horrible. <laughs> Is it meant to link to your computer and draw right from the library? Or do you have to connect things and copy files and such? No, to do that, you have to, as with all this stuff, you have to add one of their CDs to your, your Windows um, computer, which we have. Mm-hmm. And so I've done the software. I don't like doing other people's software on there. I just like having the minimal on there and it running smoothly. But I've stuck this new software on there. And you're supposed to be able to do it through the wireless system. I've got, you have a wireless network set up in your house between your master system, their router, and then your router. And you're supposed to do it through that. It doesn't work. It's such a pain in the ass to work it out how to do it. Um, so I took the whole unit out. You can you connect your computer via a, a LAN cable, like, like an Ethernet cable, yeah, into the back of the stereo. And I think it took about four hours to rip all the MP3s that I had on there, on my computer, to this hard drive. So that's working now. But it, it just doesn't quite work as good as what you'd like it to. I'd love... You ever heard of a Sonus unit as well? No. Now, they, they're they a nice bit of kit as well, but they haven't got the actual radio built into the 
the, the master system. And that's another multi-room unit, but you, you need a, I don't know, like a hard drive of music sitting next to it, I think, mm. to so it can actually play that and you can get all the multi-room stuff, but you know, it, this isn't quite as good as what I thought it was going to be. I'm a bit, a tiny bit disappointed. You can't play radio multi-room. You can only play what's on the hard drive multi-room. Hmm. That's which is good which is good in a party so I can play it in the front room and the dining room and it go through the kitchen which would be uh, good but you can't have the radio going on and this is a bit uh, god damn Sony you, you can't Sony could have all the good stuff they could have wicked stuff but they yep. just don't tend to apply themselves correctly no, I hear you which is annoying now is it tough to get it all leveled like uh, so that the audio is not too loud in one room and too soft in another, or there's no that's, speakers. That's easy. That's a that's a piece of piss doing that. But it's little things like um, you know the Xbox has got it hasn't got Wi-Fi built into it, has it? You have to buy the the extra thing to make it Wi-Fi. Uh, uh, but if yeah. you buy the new one, it's already built in. This thing hasn't got the Wi-Fi built in. It's, it comes with its own little dongle that you fl- uh, plug into the top into a USB port. Mm-hmm. And it just feels... Why didn't you just incorporate that inside? It's not that big. Really, I wouldn't mind it just being a you know, half-inch taller just to incorporate that. But no, they don't do that. And it just... It's like a, an afterthought. And the menu system is just so crap. <laughs> but that's that's just me. Maybe I'm being too fussy. I don't know. No, no, you're right. It's I mean, if if you're buying something like that, it's supposed to be a convenience, and mm. things like that make it not a convenience and actually sometimes more of a nuisance. You know, you mm. want to be able to find the songs you want. You want to be able to have a playlist you want to run. It it just shouldn't be something that is. It makes you sit there and say, "I'll just get the CD." Yeah, you know, to be honest, I'm I'm at the point where I might put my two stereos back and just buy two CDs and then call through to the room and go, right, press play now. And <laughs> there we have, multi-room. Brilliant. It works. Um, I know there's other units out there, but obviously this has just been given to me, so I'm going to take it with both hands. But um, it's not as good as what I thought it would be. Well, the nice thing is, it wasn't really yours originally. No. So, I mean, it's investment-wise. It's That's always tough when there's something that somebody gives you, you know, and being a gift is one thing. Then there's the, you know, I'm replacing, um, I'm replacing my iPod. Do you want my old iPod? And yeah, yeah but it's, it's not very good. <laughs> Like how yeah. do you how do you politely not use it or like so, so say say I give you my my old Zune and you're like oh, yeah it's great and then a month later you're on Facebook saying you got to get a new MP3 player and I go oh is Zune working good <laughs> then uh, yeah yeah uh, gave it to my son <laughs> it's, yeah. you always got to come up with something he's loving it right now. And sometimes someone will give you something and then you end up having to, to invest more. Like, um, 
trying to think of a, an example right off the top of my head, but like, well, my uh, my mother-in-law gave us like a television, but it's an old TV, and it was mm. missing the remote. Okay, so we go out and buy one of those universal remotes, and you know, it needs an adapter for the cable. All right, that's, that's another couple dollars here, a couple dollars there, and, and what I basically have is an outdated, oversized old TV. <laughs> Which you spent money on as well. Yeah, which I mean, I I wouldn't have, didn't miss it before I got it, and now that I have it, it's you know it's an investment. And then if I ever decide I'm 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 probably going to replace it at some point and go out and buy a TV I never would have bought. Yeah, I feel the same about this Xbox that I've been given as well. Yeah, as a I appreciate. Example. I I appreciate getting it. It's brilliant when it works, but the amount of times it's red ringed on me is just. I think it's about five or six times now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, is it really worth the hassle of, you know, trying to muck around with this? I enjoyed taking it apart. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a guy. I like breaking things and mending them again. Mm-hmm. But now too that you're you're invested in it, you've got an Xbox Live membership. You've got a couple of games for it. There's a handful of things you downloaded. Yeah. That even if that were. Rather than just move on from it, you're more likely to go and buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I don't want to go buy a new one. They don't deserve my money the amount of times this thing is broken. But to be honest, you did get it broken, so... Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I can't... Yeah, shut up. You knew that um, up front, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next one. <laughs> now that you've shattered my dreams. Sorry. Um, I, I broke my... My other iPhone, or my my iPhone, I I had a a bit of fluff or a bit of dirt behind the screen, or in between the screen and the actual LCD screen, and I was uh, reading up on how to take one of these things apart, and started taking it apart. Took it half apart a couple of times, I think, just to oh, okay. I'm a bit worried about this. This is my phone, you know, and. Thought, okay, fine, here we go. I'm going to take it all apart now, get rid of this bit of dirt because it's bugging the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was up in the top right-hand corner at one point. And then I dropped the phone and it shifted all the way into the center of the screen and it was just bugging me. I could have lived with it, but it was, it's there and I see it every single time I turned it on. So I opened the case, popped out the screen. Well, sorry, opened the case. And there's three, uh, three cables, like rib- uh, cable ribbons, between the top half of the phone and the bottom half of the phone. Take them off. Uh, then I've just got the screen in my hand. Take all the screws off of that. And then it says on the instructions, just gently pop it off. So here I am, popping it off. And all I hear is a very tiny, uh. like a little, little snap. Mm-hmm. As if... I can't think of thing. It was quieter, you know, bubble packing. Yeah. It was quieter than one of them actually popping. And I, I, I thought, oh, God. So I turned the screen slowly over, removed my hand and looked. And in the bottom ha- uh, left-hand corner, there was, uh, it was bleeding, basically. The LCD had started bleeding. Balls. So I put it all back together. I thought, oh, no, that's it. I'm not going to do it. I'm scared now. <laughs> put it back together. And the the front screen was totally white. It just wouldn't work. I need it. I really need it. So 
yeah, I've got an iPhone 4 now. <laughs> See, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a happy story in the end, but it's not the way I wanted to actually get an iPhone 4. Let's put it like that. <laughs> There's no way you could have uh, made that a customer service issue? No, no. I don't think so. We'll probably get loads of emails saying, yes, you could have done this, yes, you could have done that. No, I don't think I could have. The key was probably patience. If you could have gone to your local Apple store, then it would have become their problem. Because something got in behind the glass that shouldn't have been. Yeah. But isn't that just general wear and tear? And I probably had to fork out about 60, 70 quid to have that fixed anyway. Hmm. And then I would have asked them to fix the the Wi-Fi, and then I would have asked them to fix the little <laughs> earphone port as well because that uh, is crackling. Yeah, I think the the solder's coming loose on there. And so I thought oh, I'll give it a go, and there we have it. So I've I've got a new phone is it, now. Is it recoverable? Did you lose the stuff that was uh, saved on it? No, I got I got all the stuff. That that's fine. There's no problem there. You just download wherever you want and swap it over to the new one. Okay. That's n- no problems with that. It's just a pain in the ass. I feel a bit of a dick actually breaking the screen. But, you know, that's... I don't know. It's, I like to fiddle with stuff like that. Very similar to the Xbox. I've fiddled with that many times and you know, maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be opening all this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I believe we got some emails or letters, as they're called, in the apotheosis of a bombast jargon. Yes, we have. <laughs> I don't get bored of doing that. <laughs> do we have to do it twice? It says, it's your letter, right? Not, it's your letters? No, the song is, it's your letters. Oh, letters. Yeah. Okay. We're covered then. All right, then. The first one is from Greg Blanchard. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, Blanchard. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to say that's your name. If it isn't, then that's how you pronounce it from now on. So, Greg Blanchard, he's from the Inappropriate Conversations podcast at inappropriateconversations.podbean.com. We've got a link on the side of our uh show notes anyway so you can link from there to his show i thought about recording this but i think i like the letters jingle far too much yay belated congratulations on episode 75 i absolutely love the idea of things people buy in brand names versus very similar things that they don't fuss about for me it's macaroni and cheese dinner boxes it has to be craft which i think is the original if you made it from scratch i suppose that would be okay but I don't buy any other brand in a box. Do you eat macaroni and cheese at all? Uh, we do have it. My kids will eat it. And when we go out to restaurants, that's always the big question. You know, is the kids macaroni and cheese craft? And more often than not, the answer is yes. Because that's that's a universal thing, I think, that people only prefer that, that artificial cheesy flavor. And it's interesting, even places that'll have, like, homemade macaroni and cheese on the menu... We'll have mm-hmm. craft macaroni and cheese for the kids. Really? Yeah. We were just at a place the other night that had on the menu, uh, whatever the, whatever they call it, country macaroni and cheese or something. And then 
I said to my daughter, no, no, it's, it's going to be that for the kids. And they said, oh, no, it's craft. So the little little tubes of cheese-powdered <laughs> macaroni and cheese. All right. So everyone prefers the fake stuff to the real stuff. Yeah, well, it's a different flavor, definitely. Is it just the additives and just funny cheese? It's to, well compared to the ones that we make, the um, the homemade either my my parents or my wife makes, or I make are uh, it's just it's a creamier, more like a pasta in a not Alfredo sauce, but like a just a a cheese sauce, melted cheese and cream sauce, as opposed to yeah. this other stuff is like uh, <laughs> chemically altered. So it's like eating cheese in the shape of macaroni. Right, okay. It's that unnatural orange color. It's just, there's just, it's too, too right that it, you sit there and you go, ah, this can't be, can't be healthy. But it does taste good. Well, you know, isn't that the rule? If it tastes really good, it's going to be bad for you. I was reading something as like a diet tip and they were saying, you know, certain people only eat foods that occur naturally. So like strawberries, apples, nuts, but you're not going to have your Cheerios or um, macaroni and cheese because it doesn't occur out in the wild. <laughs> right, you can't okay. find it. But I mean, I'm going through my cabinet, and more than three quarters of the stuff in there is not good for you in that sense, which probably explains quite a bit. Um, what else did he say? He says, as for noodle soups, though, I don't really have... They, they uh, It really doesn't have to be ramen. Oh, the ramen noodles, I'm assuming that is. Yes. Is that a brand as well? Yes. Well, it's they make the little cup of soup. The Not cup of soup. Cup of soup something else. But the ramen noodles here are... It's like a little styrofoam cup with the noodles and, and f- seasoning in it. And you just add hot water. Or oh, little that's... bricks of uh, noodles. That you drop in with into hot water. Ah, uh, that sounds very much like pot noodles. Oh, I'm gonna have to send you some pot noodles. I don't eat them because you know they're pot noodles. But <laughs> you know, I, I, hey, you're American. You're, I'm sure you'd, you'd eat them. That's fine. You eat funny craft macaroni and That's cheese. Right. Yeah, he says he. Um, it it really doesn't have to be the ramen. By far the leading brand where I live. It's just hard noodles with a seasoning packet you add to water. Okay, fair enough. Um, as for episode numbers, because we were talking about them as well, mm-hmm. I had the exact same thought process for file names as you as you did for the inappropriate conversations. Shameless plug there. Yes, we've already done the shameless plug. I suppose he doesn't know that, though. Um, if that self-serving name drop wasn't enough, embarrassing enough, I started my file files at 0001. Now, we only started with three digits, didn't we? Yep, yeah, we we went conservative partly because of the length of the show name. I think at one point we were limited to uh, like 12 characters or something. I'm not sure why. It says here that he just likes the four-digit numbering, even with the leading zeros. I can see that. It looks quite cool. Yep. And as for him, it's 2011 that he uses. Sorry for butchering that email, but there we go. (laughs) So thank you very much, Greg. Yep, we appreciate it. Just the same. Um, yeah, please go visit his podcast. It's it's very how, how do I describe it? Very, very, very intelligent. Let's put it like that. But brilliant at the same time. <laughs> Not that intelligent isn't brilliant. Oh God. 
I'm anyway, this one right up. so we had another email <laughs> from uh, our friend Anthony. Uh, he jumped on the comments again about um, liquid paper and Q-tips. So he's mentioned that it's been a while since we got an email. He wanted us to know he's still listening, and you know I can remember when he stepped away from Twitter and he kind of disappeared for a while. But he's mm-hmm. always been real good at keeping in touch with us by email. Uh, so he made uh, two quick points from the last episode. For some reason that he could no longer explain, a group of he and his friends at school used to paint their tongues with Tipex, or liquid paper, if we prefer. Ugh. <laughs> the only reason he could think of is that they were just a bunch of twats. The teachers became so concerned, and one of his friends had his parents called in, and they were told that they suspected his son was abusing solvents. <laughs> so, like I could see that but it, it, so much of it is do you stop when you're told or do you do you act like uh, you, you can't stop I know it's more just kids leading each other on oh go on you paint your tongue okay I need you paint your tongue and just sitting there in, I suppose it's <clears throat> instead of guys painting their nails they're just painting their tongues with Tippex <laughs> <laughs> His other point is about cotton buds or Q-tips. In his house growing up, they were called boogie sticks. Ugh. Considering they were never placed up the nose, he doesn't quite know why. They just were. And now That's his, gross. as an adult, his whole family calls them that. See, those... The the brand... Q-tip brand ones are... Uh, sometimes it's a little cotton stick, sometimes it's plastic. But the the bulbs on the end are just the right density, I think. Then then you can get these other ones. They make safety ones that look like uh, like a marshmallow with a little nipple. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen them. And you they're, can't they're really... Just... They don't fit into anything. But <laughs> at least not the things they're supposed to, I think. But Yeah, you can't jam them down your ear and tickle your eardrum exactly. at all, can you? No. It doesn't get the job done. All it gets is the lobe. Where's the fun in that? No, we mistakenly bought a pack of those, so they're still sitting upstairs. All 699 of the 700. <laughs> you tried one. Yeah. What, what's this going to be like, dear? These are rubbish. Never buy them again. And you're just getting back on how some people have an issue and some don't. Like, it drives my wife crazy that I'll say, I want, I want a certain brand of things. Like, even, um, like, shampoo, I don't really care so much. Uh, so, I, I mean, I have a preference to, so I don't want to smell like ambrosia and stuff, some of the some of the soap and stuff, but like shaving cream, I'll buy the cheapest shaving cream generally. Yeah. Um, but like this, like if she goes and buys the store brand of, of like Q-tips, it's like, nah, they're just not the same. It's It's money wasted. And for as much trouble as she gives me about that, she definitely is one of those people who prefers Coca-Cola to Pepsi. So oh, I'm the other way around on that. Yeah, I, for me, it's whatever's cheapest I'll buy, but I, I'll prefer both over the, you know, the generic store brand. Fair enough. But it's fun. Like she'll, that's an issue to her, but she doesn't respect the, uh, the other way around. <laughs> he, he also put on the the Facebook. Uh, this is Anthony. He he put the answer to the um the war games thing. What, what was he uh, this 
professor was flying around. Right, we had thought it was a model airplane, but it was a model dinosaur. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, Tell I remember. One of them. As soon as he said that, I remember that, and he actually had been posting um, some music from War Games. And it, oh, had he? Yeah, so he had a couple things up, and he was talking about the scene where they go to the professor's island, and I was like, oh, we just talked about that, and then then he mentioned it was the pterodactyl. Oh, brilliant. He also, because he's been a, a busy boy, uh, has been following up on the whole camcorder movie thing, hasn't he? Yeah, he said he downloaded, or he has downloaded uh, the McPherson tapes. So I'd like to know what he thinks about them, or if anyone else has watched them. Am I just a wuss and hide behind my sofa for no reason whatsoever? I don't know. I, I, I think it's just the alien thing that gives me the willies. That's all I can pinpoint it on. Don't know. Have you seen it yet? At no, all? no, I haven't. No, we're not big uh, thriller movie fans here. We're just—it's it, always if there's something else to watch that always takes precedent over a scary movie. Yeah, fair enough. So we appreciate those uh, those emails. Those are good. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. And if anyone else wants to send any more stuff in, it's bombastpodcast at gmail dot com. You can send anything in, and I will attempt to stumble over it as best I can. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to kind of news out in the world. And uh, I was just talking before about Marianne and her preference for Coca-Cola over Pepsi. And did you see on the internet lately there's uh, – they think the secret Coke recipe has been leaked? No, I haven't heard that at all, no. Now, there was uh, a couple things that came out kind of basically since Valentine's Day, maybe between uh, the 15th and now. And what happens is the producers of this radio program, This American Life, came across an article on the history of Coca-Cola in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which Coke was made in Atlanta originally. And on page 2B of the February 18th, 1979 paper, they had this article, and, and everyone just kind of blew it off. But they used a picture in the, in the story... And no one realized it, but it, it's actually a photograph of the original recipe for Coca-Cola. Okay. And so they analyzed the photo, and they went down, and, you know, it's, it's this, the secret ingredient that um, they talk about. It's named Merchandise 7X. Okay. You know, it, that's, that's been the secret ingredient that everyone always talks about. But now that they have this original recipe, uh, which is in these articles and you know we'll put it up there they can figure out that the secret 7x flavor is using the ratio of 2 ounces of flavor for 5 gallons of syrup it has alcohol orange oil lemon oil nutmeg oil coriander neroli and cinnamon and so they made they whipped this up and they tasted it and it tasted really medicine-y so at first they thought you know, maybe they messed up, but uh, mm. then they go through again and they realize, well, you know, today's flavorings are probably a lot stronger or or different in some way than than they were back in the 1800s. So they modified it and did a couple more tries using just those ingredients, 
and they actually came up with uh, a version that fooled some experts in taste tests. Right. So the Coca-Cola people are denying that that's the secret formula, but uh, it's sounding like it could be it. And so these articles, one's from Time Magazine, and I actually forget where the other one, oh, AOL News is where the other one comes from. But they do have a link to the actual radio show, so you can listen to the episode where they talk about it. And And they give all the secrets away on this radio show. Yeah, well, like, can you really, I guess you can't complain. You can't say on one hand that that's not the secret, and then sue them for giving away the secret. Yeah, I'm reading on this newsfeed site. It says, um, the company has always said, as far as they know, uh, at any given time, only two people know how to mix the 7X flavoring ingredients. Those two people never f- travel on the same plane in case it crashes. It's this carefully passed on secret ritual and the formula is kept in the bank vault. I've heard things like that, <clears throat> but I mean, this is apparently just by accident, you know, so someone had the recipe and a photograph was taken. That'd be like, if you took a photo of my office and I, you know, I'm posing, sitting in the chair posing, mm-hmm. I don't think for a minute about what's behind me on the shelf, but then you might sit there and be like, oh, I, I see you have this book and, you know, from that, maybe, maybe one day it's forgotten whoever authored that book and they go and they're like, oh, we found a copy of it in the background and it was written by Gary Gruber. Hmm. So that seems to be the way this was found. I I could believe it. I'm sure. I could, yeah. I mean, colas have slightly different tastes. I mean, I understand when people say Coke tastes different than Pepsi and all. Oh, it um, does. It does, definitely. Yeah. And they made the new Coke, which was a variation of the the formula. But even that, to vary the formula, you know, you had to know what it was, right? (laughs) If the two people did somehow crash in the plane are you telling me that there was obviously they got the formula in the bank vaults if that was destroyed then there'll be no way of making coca-cola so I'm, I'm, it'll, two it'll airplanes two... crash into the bank yeah <laughs> and incinerate <laughs> if the buildings vaporized and so is all of coca-cola's secrets i'm surprised maybe i've just seen too many science fiction movies but I would think that you can take the sample of Coca-Cola and basically figure out what's in it. Uh, yeah, I can't see why not. I mean, they could take blood and figure out who who it is and look at a light from a star and figure out what kind of chemicals are in the in the planet and such. Yeah. Surely they can take a sample of Coca-Cola and work, work backwards to work out what's gone in there. Yeah, I would think. Or get Gordon Ramsay and his super palate. Mm. Didn't Pancetta? Monica on, no, on ham. <laughs> Monica on Friends did that, didn't she? With uh, the oh, it was oh, trying to remember what one it was. Nestle Toulouse. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle Toulouse. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, so it, there are ways of doing it, definitely. But wouldn't it be a coup if they did actually crash into that building? Uh, destroy all the evidence of Coca-Cola and then someone had to quickly make up their own version of it and it just spread worldwide and no one knew the difference or no one knew the difference. So you had, you know, terror attacks on the World Trade Center and secretly somewhere in Pepsi executive offices, a similar plan was devised 
to hijack the two airplanes carrying the Coke recipe carriers. Allegedly. And, fl- and fly their planes. Not into allegedly. the Pentagon, allegedly. Allegedly. Into the First National Bank of Atlanta or wherever. Allegedly. Wherever it's kept. <laughs> Previous <laughs> thoughts were of Scott Copperman and not related to Apotheosis or, right. Mast or the wonderful Elton McManus. So when I, you know, I'll come home tomorrow and there'll be uh, two Pepsi delivery trucks parked in the driveway. Two big, two big beefy guys. Mr. Copperman, can you come with us, please? Where are we headed? You'll find out. And they open the Pepsi van at the back. And you're, There's no Pepsi in here. What's going on? Slam you in the back. Vroom, gone. That's right. Never heard of again. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not on the next episode, check with Pepsi. Allegedly. Meanwhile, RC Cola is off on the side somewhere doing a little Mr. Burns. Excellent. Let Pepsi take all the... <laughs> it does say in the article... Pepsi's like Pepsi. Companies like Pepsi have deduced the general ingredients on their own, but none have unlocked merchandise Seven X. Why would a company as big as Pepsi invest so much money into unlocking uh, another company's formula to taste like the uh, Coca Cola? I guess. Why they... would they invest in that money? Why not just invest money in improving their stuff? I guess if they can offer something that makes that less distinctive, like the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. If the Johnson Macaroni and Cheese Company can make theirs just like Kraft, then then Kraft doesn't get that monopoly. No, then why not just join forces? Well, Pepsi's and Coke are so big right now, I don't know if they'd be allowed to join forces. It's like when airlines try to merge, then they have to go to the government and... Get approval for not being a monopoly. No, I suppose. I can only get my cola through. Ah, one so if yeah, Coca Cola and Pepsi wouldn't be allowed to merge together. So maybe they're purposely staying separate so they can dominate the the brown fizzy drink world. Hey, this is Paul Goebel, host of the Paul Goebel Show, and you're listening to Apotheosis Apot Apot Apot. Uh, something of a bombast. I don't fucking know. Hi, I'm Tony Pucci, and I lost my sister Jenny to ALS. Songs for Jenny is a charity CD for ALS patient care and research. Otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS is a disease without a cure. The Songs for Jenny CD features my music along with guest vocalists from around the world. All proceeds from the sale of the Songs for Jenny CD will be donated to the ALS Association of America, Minnesota chapter. To find out more and to purchase the CD, please visit www.songsforjenny.com. The other bit of news I had, I put on the Facebook page, so of course our listeners already know. At least 78 of them do. Uh, I understand there's a sea monster in England, in Lake oh, Windermere. Oh, is this the Loch, Loch Ness picture that you put yes. up there? Yes, Nessie in Lake Windermere. I, monster mm. hunters have uh, made this basically the new Loch Ness lately. Um, there's a bit of video and audio in the site about them going out and using sonar. I think they're doing that the famous Loch Ness thing of a row of boats <laughs> so nothing can get past. Oh god! But, uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it's basically a report of of sea monsters, and we talked about that a couple times in the past. Where up at my parents' lake house, I've many times seen the fabled phantom uh, wake, or 
that wave that looks like it could be a, a sea monster out there. Mm-hmm. And this was no different, but I thought it was funny. And, you know, most of the Sky News stuff seems fairly uh, stable. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, this section of the Sky News site, where this came from, I guess it, it is strange news. But, like, the blogs on the side seemed bizarre. It was it was like I had turned the wrong corner and all of a sudden I was in Sky News's uh <laughs> intern room where the boss's son and all his friends get to sit there and be like, Yeah, this is real news. Uh you know the government is using sharks to kill Israelis. That's right. Okay, all that yeah. kind of stuff. All the crackpot stuff. Yeah. A lot of bizarreness over here. Yeah, well, funny enough, speaking of Sky News, uh, I was sent a link uh, by a mega Matt, Matt Smith, uh, on Twitter. And he sent us a link to a a YouTube site, which I, I'm gutted that we missed out on it, to be honest. It's, uh, where is it? It's on that link that I sent you. Yes, in uh, Northampton? Yeah, that's it. Shall I play the audio to it? Sure. So there is it's only a minute. Only a minute and a half. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, if I play this through. Right. Press play when I say. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Play. It's broad daylight on a busy high street, and a brazen smash and grab robbery is in progress. The six men are using sledgehammers to try and break their way into a jeweler shop. Three of the gang are on scooters, ready for a quick getaway. Panic shop staff have hit the alarm and the shutters are coming down, but the men are still managing to try and grab expensive watches and jewellery. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, something astonishing happens. Look closely at the right-hand side of your screen. The figure we've highlighted is a pensioner. She's seen what's going on and is storming towards the gang, armed only with her handbag. Alone, she confronts the robbers. The beaten gang decide enough is enough and try their getaway. But one falls off his scooter. And at this point, the fearless pensioner is joined by members of the public. Police say they found three sledgehammers, including one broken in half and a pair of bolt cutters. At the scene, they say five men have been arrested in total, including one who was detained by members of the public. They also say there have been no reported injuries during the incident. And thankfully, that includes one old but very brave woman. That is brilliant, I think. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I I love the way that she just comes tearing over that road with <laughs> her handbag in a big red jumper. And there were other people just kind of around doing nothing. Yeah, that, that's the thing that worries me about this country sometimes, where... You, someone just gets so angry that they intervene in something like this. Mm-hmm. And yet you've got people videoing it, standing back, because they, they can't really do much, can they? Right. And you've got cars driving past, you've got other people screaming at her, no, don't, don't do that. And yet it takes a, a, a sprightly young lady, possibly in her 60s or 70s, I, I guess 70s, easy, you know, to go over there with her handbag and start swinging it around. Well, so was, was this from a security camera on a place across the street, or was there someone just filming with their iPod? I think this is off a, a camera phone. 
I really do. I don't know. Like, part of me says by filming it, you know, that would be good. But it, you don't see them. They don't zoom in on the license plate. Like, if I was filming a robbery thinking that I was doing something good by catching it on film, then I would think, all right, what? I'd be zooming in on their face. This is like a a scene from a movie. I mean, it's... It is, yeah. It's zoomed out wide. It, it almost looks staged in that it's the perfect angle, the perfect position. He's not hiding behind anything from anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you were standing there in the... Like, he's clearly not far away, like directly across the street, aiming his camera right at them. He's got it perfectly in frame. And uh, they're not turning and pointing at him. It just seems like... uh... Maybe it's on a flip camera or a Kodak one. Because a lot of people carry them around anyway, don't they? Yeah. And you can get pretty good shots on them. But, But, you know, I'm looking at it and... Like I said, there's a license plate. The guy walks right in front. Yeah, as if it's an everyday occurrence. It's almost like it's if they were filming a movie. So you're calling? Are you calling hoax on this? <sighs> yes, I'm gonna call it a hoax. Ooh, okay, cool. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm watching it again. Is that a policeman now coming across the street? I don't All know. Right. It's definitely a hand cam. I I don't know if this is the same video we just saw. That that might change my perspective here a second. Let me go back to the video we just watched. Oh, no. You know why? Because it was the news. Oh, all right. Here's the deciding factor. It, I'll give it real real footage. But let me give you the, the raw video here. Not the Sky News video. Now, the first minute and... and say the first minute are exactly the same okay so you go through I still think it's highly suspicious that he's clearly only about 15 meters away he's not focused on the light he doesn't zoom in on the license plate or anything he's just taking it all in nice and stable so it goes on the lady comes running in cars go by but then uh, at the 36 second mark a policeman comes into there really oh so I don't know maybe this is di- I don't know I'm confused what's the same what's different this is different so that means two people were filming <laughs> and then he zoom in on like an ordinary guy who's just standing there I'm puzzled now maybe it is maybe we've been stitched up royally now I did I, I did see at the end of that video they have tape over the license plate but I only saw that at the end. Hmm. I think we got to definitely put these, both these videos out, and get some feedback on it. It. Okay. Oh, then well, we'll stick them both up in the the Facebook and on the show notes anyway, and get other people's opinion on them. Yeah. I think there's two people filming. It's tough to tell because Sky News has edited it slightly. It looks to me as if Sky News have taken the original footage and zoomed in. And maybe looped it a little bit or yeah. slowed it down. Oh, Sky News are the worst for looping stuff. If you have something happening there and then on a live broadcast, they'll just sit there and zo- uh, loop it and loop it and loop it. And for the next yeah. 20 hours, you'll have the same 10-minute footage. 
Well, it's definitely worth looking at, guys, because it, it's, it's a cool video to begin with, It's if you're not familiar with the story. But then, I, I'm sh in hindsight, I'm sure it's real, but there's something fishy about the ca the camera shot. I mean, it's it's a perfect out-in-the-open taking a video of what's going on. You get a little bit more of a sense of, of the situation from the, the second video, but I don't know. I, it's... As much as you might think that's a good Samaritan recording it to help the police, there's nothing about the taking the video that makes you think they're doing it for that intention. It's like they're only doing it for, for YouTube. Yeah. But... I wonder if it's one of the robbers, and, uh, well, the robbers have got an extra guy there, and they've said, right, okay, film it for us. That's what I'm thinking. It's like an accomplice. Like... Yeah. Like, or or girlfriend or boyfriend of one of the people and it just kind of like because they say people are like that they you know they collect the news clippings of their their robberies and stuff to work out where they went went wrong it was didn't account or just for the, just the, for the glory of it you know the but it, it's just so perfectly got everything in frame and at no point do they turn and, and point or chase or menace the camera person they're just but then again, are we used to everything being slightly out of focus? And, oh, that isn't really an alien over there, is it? No, because it, it's slightly out of focus. Maybe we're just used to news like that, and we've, we've got used to it like that, and now seeing it so clear, it, it can't possibly be true. I don't know. I, don't, I just... If you were there and you saw a robbery in front of you, and you had your camera, would you stay directly in plain view or would you move to the side I don't know I think you only know that when you come across that situation Yeah. I honestly think you can't turn around and say that you'll definitely do this or you'll definitely do that until you're confronted with that no, I understand and that. only then you find out it just seems odd to me but I, I'm not in that situation like you said I don't know hmm. okay do you, uh, do you have any stories do you want to share today? Yeah, I've I've got uh, two very quick stories. These are actually out of a newspaper. Hang on. All right. You can hear the newspaper there. I can't find them on the web at the moment. All right. But if I do, then I'll stick them up. Um, the first one here is a two-legged robot run uh, to run marathon. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. This is in Japan. A technolo technology company in Japan is organizing the world's first marathon for robots. So far, five robots have been entered into the event, which is expected to last four days and test the machine's durability and manoeuvrability. The Robo Mara Fun starts on the 24th of February and is open to only androids with two legs. The robots must complete two 422 laps of a 100-meter indoor track. The race is non-stop except for battery changes and repairs. And survivors are expected to cross the line on the 27th of February. Jeez. What a waste of time. Next one. Oh, I, by the way, I did find that online. With oh, video. you found it? Yeah, with video. How, how so do you do that? Uh, I don't know how you do that. I don't want to embarrass you, but I searched for two-legged robot run marathon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> God, I'll tell you what, young man. Feel the back of my hand one day. Go ahead, give me the other one. All right. The, the next one is from the USA. <clears throat> Wrong turn leads to five days in desert. 
a motorist. Oh, I can hear you typing already. <laughs> and by the time I've finished, long turn leads to five this, days in desert. Yeah. A motorist, oh, no, age eighty-four. <laughs> Up yours. <laughs> I I question your search skills, but that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking up your bum. A motorist, aged 84, spent five days stranded in the Arizona desert after getting lost while driving home. Henry Mor- Mor- Morello, Henry Morello, drank the windscreen washer fluid, uh, used car mats to stay warm at night, and read his car manual from cover to cover to pass time. <laughs> oh, brilliant. He was finally rescued when a walker discovered him. A walker discovered him? How can a walker discover him? He's so, <laughs> so far from civilization. Where, where did you come from? Oh, just over the hill there. No. Yeah. There's a big main road there, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> he found him with car mats on him. He read the manual cover to cover. That's brilliant. I just kissed him, said Mr. Morello. He looked like an angel to me. Mr. Morello, who was taken to hospital for checks, described his ordeal as he recalled making a wrong turn while driving home from a restaurant on the 7th of February. He ended up in a ditch while making a U-turn. The batteries on his car and mobile phone went flat, and when he tried to walk to safety... Oh, and he tried to walk to safety, but did not get far and returned. He ripped up the chrome piece from his car, put it on the roof, hoping someone would see the reflection. Oh, God. What, an aeroplane? Here's here's what I picture, him being literally just outside of town, like <laughs> like just behind a row of trees, and he's out there <sighs> making uh, like a clothing out of uh, the car seats. He's wearing a diaper made from, from bamboo and, <laughs> and leaves and such, and they come and they're like... I love been? the fact that he's... I, I like the way that he's keeping warm yeah. with car mats. Yeah. Not that he got into the car and closed the doors and windows and everything like that. But then he also read the car mat as if he went looking for something to read <laughs> while he died. Well, I've got nothing here. What have I got? Uh, I, I haven't got any newspaper. I know, the car manual. Well, I went and to the Circle K and it was closed. So when I got back to the car, I decided to read the manual. But the car's broken. So it's <laughs> no good reading the car manual. And he's read it cover to cover as well. Do you see the he lesson he learned? about. Right, Anna, this should be the moral for today's show. Go on, what's the lesson learned? Never drive without water. Mr. Morello what? said he learned the lesson the hard way. I'll never drive without water, he said. Or a book. <laughs> or a book. Never drive without water or a book. <laughs> That's the moral of today's show. Oh, what a star. <laughs> How did he get the water out of the windscreen? Right, okay, you got the windscreen wiper fluids. Did he break it? I, I, right, in my mind, he's got the keys in the ignition. He's squirting, using the, the indicator things, <laughs> into his mouth. Going, dr, 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 <laughs> drinking that way. Every now and again, he gets whacked on the face with a windscreen wiper. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pride of our country. They probably served in World War II. He's 84 years old. He's probably been, like, a decorated veteran. Probably is. And now I'm mocking him. Lieutenant General Henry Morello. Medal of Honor recipient. Single-handedly fought off uh, 
the North Vietnamese. And then nearly died under car mats. Yes. Awesome. Well, that's all I got for you then. That's fine. <laughs> well, guys, we will uh, wrap it up there then. Make sure when you do drive, you bring water and a book. A good book. Bring <laughs> me a long book. Or you can check out our archives by visiting the Bombast Podcast site at uh, bombastpodcast.podbean.com. There's also some other shows you might want to check out mentioned on our little blog roll on the side. Check the Facebook page to get a sense of some of our news stories that we're talking about either in the past or coming up. Uh, Elton gave you our email address, bombastpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Elton McManus, one word, or SHC1970. And I think that's about it for this week. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. We will see you in about seven days. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, guys. Bye. find those I, to be honest I didn't look oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I had the newspaper and I thought I'll search later oh okay. I just haven't looked I thought it was going to be like this obscure thing I'm like wait it, there's like nine of them what's going on no I'm just really lazy that's fine I found it I had it there I, I if I'd lost the piece of paper then I wouldn't have any stories so I had to keep that in a safe place and then find it later I don't care. That man was from America. That's your country. That that's another one to you. <laughs>